Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And today we're not going very far from our home base to talk to Amy and Ellen, a dynamic duo who run a place called Molly's Workplace, a cafe and a marketplace. So welcome, and let's start with Amy, and tell me about your academic background. Economic background? Um, No, academic. Oh, academic, sorry. Um, I've had quite a variety of different experiences. So um, prior to Melly's, I went to school for English, and then worked in telecommunications in a leadership position, and then in construction in a leadership position, and then I started my own business with my partner. And uh, he's taken that on now, so, and then I came here. And then we ran the place. Yeah, well, you can talk about that if you want. Okay, Ellen, so you talk about your uh, academic background. Um, Well, I, I studied business, and, um, and then I have my own business as well, a small business. And um, Amy and I worked together at another, we were con- contractors or consultants at another big operation, um, a conference center, restaurants, BMBs, guest house, and all that. So we ran that together too. So that's, that's kind of our background. So running together. Yeah. <laughs> so we have two. Uh, Interesting backgrounds. So you're both <laughs> entrepreneurs. Yeah, we try to be. We try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So having said that, let's get into what Amy's is. Or no, what Molly's is. What what's who came up with the name and what's the purpose of the organization? So let's start with Ellen. Uh, well, it's um, Amy and I ran that place I was mentioning, and Melanie, my daughter, her sister, uh, volunteered there. She has Down syndrome, and we saw how competent she was and how willing to work and what a great worker she was. And then COVID hit, and we thought, well, you know, if Melanie can do this, what other young people are sitting around with not a lot to do? that maybe we could start something up here where we give them a development program so they can actually get a job of their own one day. And that's how Melanie, so Melanie is the daughter, but we named it after her, so we call it Melly's. Melly's down. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, who are your yeah. employees? Are they part-time or full-time? Uh, well, they're they're not employees. They're participants in the program. So the program is six months in length, and they come here, and it's set up exactly like a typical cafe would be set up. So they join, and they spend six months getting used to and comfortable with a typical work environment, and they learn all of the written and unwritten rules of working, right? Um, and we have we have a very tiny employed team. It's just basically me and you and two coaches so there's not many of us and we we teach and train and work with and hold events for about 27 participants right now so 
Are they there full days, five days a week? Three days a week. Each time they come in, the session is four hours, three to four hours. Um, and it's between, it's during the week, during the day. So most of them take the bus or organize their own transportation. So they, by the time they get here after taking the bus, it, it becomes quite a full day for them. And we keep the hours just during the day so that it's safe for them to leave and they're not traveling in the dark. And then after those six months are complete, they start working with us to find employment outside of the cafe. So that's when the employment piece comes up. Okay, Ellen, how do you pay for all of this? Uh, well, we we have our we had our own personal investment to get it started, but right now we have fees coming in for the program. We have a retail market where we sell things from, and the cafe, and we get donations because we're a registered charity. No grants. Well, we're working on grants, but because we're brand new, yeah, we've had a few grants. Yeah, we've had, we've had a few. Yeah, we get grants. Yeah. yeah. We write grants, we're writing grants all the time, and um, we've had a few come in, uh, and then we get private donations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So okay, I'm going to give you another source. It's called hellopocketed.io, but I'll, I'll send you that in an email as well. Okay, I thank you. Okay, thank you, yeah, that's great. Uh, that's a very good source. Okay, oh, thank so you, yeah. Having said that, have other people in other cities want to copy what you do? Um, well, Amy and I developed this um, training program. It's 16 modules, and it encompasses everything from customer service, product knowledge, WIMAs, kitchen training, food and beverage. We developed the entire program and all the activities in it based on when we ran the um, conference center, we hired a lot of young people and they didn't really have the training that we required. So Amy and I worked on that and developed it then and now we've just modified it, customized it and enhanced it to suit uh, these young um, adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. With a very big focus on yeah. self-advocacy and agency and them working to understand you know, their disability and own it and be proud of it so that they can, you know, speak to it and ask for the accommodations that they need in an employed setting. So tell me about the importance of partnerships. Amy, let's start with you. Partnerships. Um, well, right now we have, we're, we're just kind of starting out. Maybe you're like, who are we well, partnered with we, right we, now? We haven't partnered with them, yeah. but we interact with like-minded social community groups like ability center for mm -hmm. we we don't partner with them because we um well we're just they, we're well new. not just that that our niche they send people to us let's put mm -hmm. it that way but we don't partner because they don't really have this training module is unique to, to North America no one else has it so mm -hmm. if they want to come and send someone here they can but as far as partnering, our, the people we're going to partner with are our business inclusion partners. Yeah, that's a good way of putting yeah. it. We partner with businesses. businesses. We partner with businesses mm -hmm. who give a job to one of our graduates. Mm -hmm. Those and we are our partners. So we have five partners right now. We have five business inclusion oh, it's partners. Actually, six or seven because Aspire is coming on. Coming yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. So. So 
you've got the model, so why not replicate it in different cities across Canada? I think we want to um, take this to the next level before we look at, you know, scaling it. We want this to be a very well-run machine where it can kind of survive on its own without too much outside funding and where all of the people that we're bringing in have jobs after mm -hmm. six months to a year. And I think once we've, like, perfected that, not perfected, but, like, but gotten close it. to be, yeah, yeah definitely mm -hmm. achieved that, and we see we have a very clear idea of how to run with it that way, then maybe we'll look at scaling, but we don't really believe that, like, that's maybe the the place you go right away, right? You should you should make something really you know high quality and and work really well before you take a great idea and take it somewhere else. And we really really want to make sure that it's um, it can stand on its own. That's a huge piece of this, right? Mm -hmm. So, Ellen, how do you measure the results of what you're doing? Well, we have a number of different measurements that we use. Um, based on, well, we interview everybody as they come into the program. We have a, an interview process where we measure how, what they were like when they came in. And then our measurements are also how many people are coming in. So we basically started in July and we've got, um, what, 27 people mm -hmm. already here and more coming. And we measure it on a number of things, qualitatively and quantitatively. So mm -hmm. qualitatively, we measure the mental health of the individuals and we watch the growth and and their self-esteem and their interaction and socializing. We watch all of that carefully and we see clearly how much they've grown and how happy they are. That's one measurement we have. And the other one is the numbers, the actual numbers that can. And then after their six months, that's another measurement. How many people say, hey, I still want my uh, adult son or daughter attending your program. That's another measurement that they eagerly want that. They don't go, oh, well, we're finished. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So, Amy, do you have a, a, an alumni set up? Uh, well, we, so our, we just had our first two or three graduate within the last um, couple months, and they're just in the beginning of their jobs, their first jobs, and they're still attending here. So we don't have an alumni per se yet, but what we do have is, some people that have gone through the program and have also been on the other side of having the job that have become like a very strong resource for the people just joining the program, right? So they're kind of, there's some peer-to-peer -peer coaching happening there. Oh, that's excellent. Well, mm -hmm. And our business inclusion partners are not just any business. They have to be businesses that have openly agreed to the, our terms and conditions, which means they have to be saying, I really want to include a person with disabilities on mm -hmm. my team and really include them, not just give them a job off to the side, but bring them into meetings, lunches, involve them in the business. So it's very, we're very specific. And in return for that, what we do is Amy and I and anyone else that eventually down the road, we meet with them on a regular basis to help them with job descriptions, future training, everything they need, anything and everything they need. Mm -hmm. Understanding the disability, we, we have a great printout we give them. How, here's how this person learns. Here's what their disability is. Here's what they can do, what they can't do. So that's important to us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're calling it a disability. It's, it's a learning disability or is it physical? It's an intellectual and developmental. 
So it's not physical. Uh, not really physical, except for we have people with cerebral palsy, so that's kind of physical. Mm -hmm. yep. But usually with autism, with autism or, or something with Down else. syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So having said that, where do you see the organization three years from today? Let's start with Amy. Uh, well, my well, our goal, I should say, is that we want it to be to the point, ideally in three years, that we can get 25 people a year easily hired in the community for part-time work. Most of the people that come into this program, their ideal situation would be working three times a week, three or four hours per shift. And so if we can set this up so that there, we're easily finding businesses that want to partner with us and take someone on and mentor them as well, right? Because for a lot of these people, it'll be their first job. That's where we'd like to see it in three years. And that's when we'll probably think about maybe opening a second one when the community has also like embraced this concept and is interested in working with us because we know for a fact that this isn't like just a siloed situation. Like we need the entire community bought into, especially businesses bought into this and, and passionate about including people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So, Ellen, what's the reaction to the government in the community? Uh, uh, the reaction. Oh, the governments, all the government, all levels of government are supporting us mm -hmm. as much as they can. Um, they, we, in fact, we just met with our MP this morning. So, and he's he's going to helping us as much as he can. I mean, there's only so much they can do, but he supports us. He's been here. He's got a he's had a photo opportunity here. So he really he really knows what we do, and he. A big supporter. Mm -hmm. Okay. In terms of the uh, students, I'll call them students. Uh, what's the feedback from them, Amy? Oh my gosh! Um, this weekend we had a little get together. So there's a, a crew of around 25 young children with dis disabilities that we host little events with. So we had one this weekend and um, this stood out to me. Uh, one of the girls that's in the program right now, um, she was taking pictures with all of her friends, right? That are also in the program. And she, she said, I'm so happy right now, I could cry. Because, and then I saw the picture after and I was like, oh, I completely understand why she said that. Because if you see everyone else having this experience of, you know, these social experiences and all these friends and they're going out and they're palling around with people and you've never really had that. And then suddenly you do. And in this picture, they're all embraced like this, right, with their arms around each other. And they feel that sense of include, being included and appreciated for who they are. It is, it's an emotional thing. So I think what we've seen across the board with everyone is that they feel connected to the community here and they feel ready to work. They understand mm -hmm. how to work. They understand the little, like I said, like the unwritten things that happen in a workplace that maybe were hard for them to get around at the beginning. So they feel confident going out there and looking for work. I actually was just talking to one of them this morning and we were looking at a job on Longo's and at the bottom of the um, job write-up it said, if you have a disability, please email us if you're qualified we can accommodate you. And she was like, well, I'm qualified. And she was like, ready to go, right? So I think that 
there's that confidence that's building from being here, but they also see so many people like them that are also doing the same thing and they feel so a part of something. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful to see that. So Ellen, what's the age of the students? Um, they range from, they have to be 21 at least to enter the program and they go up to uh, I think 35, 36, but we can go higher than that if someone comes in and wants to work. Our, our criteria is you've got to want to work. So anybody that wants to work, we had one gentleman here, hasn't signed up yet, but he was 51 and he wanted to be here. So what, what's the involvement with the family of the students? Are you involved with them at all? You go ahead, Amy. You got that. Yeah. You got that one. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, so we are very passionate about, passionate about creating an environment that matches a typical workplace, which means all of our feedback, all of our conversations go right to that person. They're an adult. They hold that responsibility, and if there's information that they want to share with their parents or guardian, that's up to them. The only time that we, like, might make an exception is if there's something that, you know, we think could be harmful for the person or unsafe or, you know, a mental issue that we think we really need to communicate. But otherwise, we don't really interact with the parents. We treat them like the adults that they are. They're asking for an independent experience, and we want to give that to them. So the onboarding process, when you bring them in, do you approve them or have you uh, not approved some people? Yeah, we have. We our program's intensive and it requires a, a level of independence and skill, not not a you know a high school level or anything like that. We can accommodate, but you'd have to be able to follow instructions, know how to behave appropriately. Um, manage your own transportation, just little things like that. Some reading and writing, you don't have to be proficient, but because we do a lot of work at the desk, so that's important. So, if, and if someone can't sit in one place or they run out the door or they could cause any other behavioral issues, we can't, we can't do that. We're a small team. We don't have the resources. So we, we'd have to say they were ineligible, but we don't just say you're ineligible. We tell them about all the programs out in the community that, that would be perfect for them. So we spread the word, and, and you could call that kind of partnering in a way. It is kind of a bit of a partnership, yeah. when they come in and we see that it's quite apparent that they couldn't do this program, then we say, oh, did you, do you know about this ability center, participation of community living, Windreach Farms? Like we know that we, we even will print stuff out for them if they don't know. So you will provide referrals? Oh, always, always, yes. Ah. So. Because um, Durham Region is, is has so many different services out there, and it's hard for uh, parents to know about that. And that's the other thing that mm-hmm. we have started here. It's a bit of a community hub where we want, we want people to be able to rely on this place to share information. So when we have a bunch of parents here, like we did on the weekend, the parents were interacting, talking about different grants for disabled, the disabled and sources of funding and this and that. You know, it's that's what we do. So I hate to bring in the business side of it, but Amy, how do you go about marketing? What you oh, we use, well, we use social media a lot. So lots of videos and posts on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok as well. And uh, we get a lot of people sharing 
there. So we were very lucky because we have an incredible community out there that comments and shares and we get tons of word of mouth. Um, and I'll see it on independent groups on Facebook, big, giant, like food groups and stuff. They're talking about Mellie's, they're sharing their drinks. So that helps. And uh, we also send out email, emails, new probably newsletters, newsletters yeah. about once a month. So we utilize that, but everything that and we're web, doing website. and the website. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, whatever media that we can get, we go that way too. Um, but outside of that, we don't really pay for anything, any ads or anything like that. All the money that we generate here really does go right back into elevating opportunities for our participants. So it's just, it's a lot of work, but yeah. a lot of communication. So do you have any volunteers? Ella? No, we don't. We don't um, have volunteers. We don't accept volunteers because they're we have a they're a vulnerable population, and they get become very attached to all the people that are here. And a volunteer would come in once in a while, and our program changes from day to day to day. A volunteer would never be able to keep up, and we have to be very very careful that you know that we we're very protective. We want them to be safe. This is a safe place, and that's that's our that's our goal to keep it that way. So, Amy, what do your partners think of what you do? Well, our inclusion partners are ecstatic. No, 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 no your personal oh. partners. Oh, like like my husband? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, um, he loves it. He actually helped build a huge chunk of this. He's a carpenter, and um, he actually comes in here and works with one of the participants who's like, really really into maintenance and building so um when he's in and cameron's in they usually yeah, they work do together, some activities yeah. together yeah. you can actually there's one that we just posted um online if you want to look at it it's it's so cute but it's them fixing the the sink and um so cameron usually makes a nice list for him of things they yeah, need to yeah. work on and when perry shows up they both work through it so he he loves it i mean it's it's a very rewarding place to get to show up and help out he usually comes for all the events too yeah. just to to see what's yeah. going on yeah even all the tradespeople that we have coming in here like plumbers and electricians mm -hmm. they love coming here. yeah <laughs> so ellen does your husband participate uh no he doesn't participate it's not he's a he's not participating but he participates as a, a shareholder He's a, a financial shareholder in the in the, all three of us are shareholders, or yeah. So he participates that way, but he helps with all the fundraising. Yeah, too. he helps with fundraising. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. but he doesn't come in here and work. It's fundraising. It's not fun. <laughs> fundraising. Okay. So having said that, I think I see an opportunity for you to replicate this. Because you have the model, and mm -hmm. you've proven the model works, and I could see it going into other communities. Anyway, last question. Yeah. Your website. What's the website? www.melliesworkplace.ca. Uh, www okay. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank and you. Thank you. You're going yeah. to be uh, successful going forward. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Peter.